This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Well, let's do right away our let's do our update on 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 Ukraine because that's where people are being slaughtered, right? Very hard to say that, you know. In the modern world, there must there, there have been times in the last twenty to thirty years being involved in public service and politics that I thought we were we were beyond this at least in what you generally would regard as the civilized world. It's a, a shock that we're not and that we're dealing with it. It's also a shock that my nation is dealing with it in such a cowardly way. I really hate to say that. And I do believe, uh, to the bottom of my heart, that we caused it by being weak. I, I can't escape the uh, logical uh, conclusion that you can draw from the following that Russia... Putin took land under Bush, Georgia, right, or parts of Georgia. He took um, eastern part of eastern Ukraine, and of course he took uh, Crimea completely under uh, under Obama, who was completely, you know, completely useless in terms of defending our country. And and then uh, Biden turns out to be even worse. Now he looks like he wants to take – well, he's made, it, he's made an offer. I don't know how serious it is that if they give up three parts of Ukraine, he would stop. So um, at least for now, it looks like uh, he's, he's willing to be satisfied with the three parts of Ukraine. He doesn't want the whole country. But, you know, the fact is the last time they gave him a piece – and then he wanted more. And we know from his writings what he wants to do. But because we have in America people called liberals, they don't read what people write. Soft-minded, unrealistic, academic, silly people. So they never read what Marx wrote. In fact, they're doing what Marx wants now. Or Lenin. They surely never read what uh, Stalin wrote because we weren't prepared for the Second World War. And uh, then we disarmed in the face of the Cold War twice. They never read what what uh, Stalin and the Russians and the Soviets wrote. And they certainly never read what the Chinese wrote. They didn't even pay attention to bin Laden when he declared war on us. So this is a, this is a beyond uh, just a mistake or – this is some kind of a sickness that inheres in the left-wing philosophy that you can yell, scream, and tell us that you're going to come and destroy us, and we just don't pay attention to you. We, we reduce our budget for the military, which is what Biden did this year. So we, we have a specific dispute, right, over no-fly zone. I mean, it would be terrible uh, if we get that wrong. And I'll tell you why. And there's no easy cho- choice there. 
I mean, the, 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 the theory is that if you have the no-fly zone, there's going to be a nuclear war, which he is threatening. At the same time, uh, if we send troops in, he's going to have a nuclear war. And he even says if we give him too much aid, he's going to have some kind of terrible consequences, suggesting nuclear war. And he keeps having, he keeps having Lavrov say the word nuclear war. Now, it has to be considered that this is a PSYOPs operation. Now, do you know what that is? That's a psychological warfare. That KGB is brilliant at it. By the way, the only person more brilliant at it was Ronald Reagan, who psyops them out of their, out of their country. <laughs> he psyopsed the Soviet Union away because they were so damn afraid of him. You think anybody in the whole world is afraid of Biden? Uh, looks like Biden is afraid of everybody. So let's listen to the let's listen to the debate over the no fly zone, which is. Which is, uh, I agree, a very, very difficult uh, decision. Uh, let's go to let's go to cut ten. I said, if you cannot shut the sky now, then give us the timeline. When will you do it? If you now cannot uh, provide the timeline, tell us how many people have to die. So basically, uh, that he that that, of course, is Zelensky and Zelensky is asking us for a no fly zone to protect the men, women and children that are being killed. I mean, we have a situation, for example, where the Russians either killed or came very close to killing uh, ch- uh, children who were uh, you know, catastrophically injured. And then they told them, uh, you know, put a Z down in the snow. I mean, uh, what, uh, that, that's, I mean, if that isn't a, uh, you just don't bomb the place, that's all. Just don't bomb that city. I mean, you got plenty of cities to bomb. You shouldn't be so, so bombing any civilian cities. What, and what the heck is Russia doing it for? What does it want? Uh, the, the Ukrainian people don't want you. They wouldn't be dying in the streets if they wanted you, Vladimir. They don't want you. You're forcing yourself on them. Uh, and you've done a good job of, of – so now let's listen to our um, pretty close to – well, somebody just introduced the secretary. Let's listen to our secretary of state, and when he speaks, our enemies quake. That's uh, – that, you got it? Okay, good. That uh, could lead to a full-fledged war um, in, uh, in Europe. President Biden has been clear that we uh, – are not going to get into a war with Russia. Isn't the right answer, uh, whether you, you, without, uh, I'm leaving all the options open. Isn't that the right answer? Isn't that what an intelligent person would say who wants to protect his home? You know, if you come to my house, because you could blow it out, blow it up, I'm going to let you in. I just let you in my house, right? And you rape everybody in the house. I just let you in. Or is it you come to my house and you threaten to blow it up? Uh, you better you better be ready to have everything you own blow, blown up. You better be ready to say goodbye to your kids and say goodbye to your home and say goodbye to everything, Vladimir. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Isn't that what Reagan did? Isn't that what all great leaders do? 
Or do they say, no, 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 no military, no, 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 no military. No, no. The Vladimir will never use military. Never. Never. If you can do anything you want. See, that's what he can do. He can do anything he wants. All he's got to do is have Lavrov say the word nuclear and then get a wussy like uh, blinking up and he can have any. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? I mean, suppose uh, suppose he wants a piece of Latvia or Lithuania. Or, he does, actually, right? Suppose he'd like to destroy Poland. I know, I know we have NATO obligations, but that could lead to a nuclear. I mean, if we, if we went to war for Poland, that could lead to a nuclear war, right? If we went to war for Taiwan, it would. And we don't have an obligation to Taiwan. You don't think China is registering that? It's got uh, two and a half, three more years of a coward in the White House. Uh, there's a really, really fine historian who made this point probably as well or better than anybody. Um, Neil Ferguson. Neil Ferguson is a, a originally Scottish by, by background and, and birth. But, um, but he's a very, very he's, – he's – written on these subjects and others for quite some time. And uh, let's get his take. Let's get his take on, on this. In the Cold War playbook, if one side threatened to use nuclear weapons, the other side had to say, in that case, we'll retaliate, and we're not going to tell you on what scale. We didn't do that. Instead, we blinked and step back. And now Putin knows that we're properly scared, not just of nuclear weapons, but of a fire at a nuclear power station. The panic in Western media right. over that really worried me because the probability that it would turn into some kind of China syndrome was vanishingly low. When you're dealing with a nuclear power, you have to keep reminding the nuclear enemy, we have nukes too, and by the way, we have more and better more accurate nukes than you, so don't even think about it. We didn't do that. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense to the not just the uh, mentally infirm president. It doesn't make sense to the Blinkens and the Dinkins and the Dupins and the, all the idiots around them, all the left-wing idiots around them who were around. In fact, here's what they're doing instead. They're using Russia to negotiate with Iran so, so that they can, we can get oil from Iran. And gas from Iran. So then Iran can get money to give to terrorists. Because that's what Iran does. I mean, simple proposition, again, logical, this, which would evade any liberal Democrat because they think in fantasies. If Iran is the biggest state sponsor of terrorism, it means they give money to terrorists. If you give money to Iran, they give money to terrorists. If Iran asks you for large amounts of money in cash, like $100 million in cash or $200 million in cash, you can assume, if you are a moderately intelligent person, that they want the money to give to terrorists. That's exactly what Obama did. He gave them hundreds of millions of dollars, never told us until he got caught, sent it over in an airplane that was a drug deal, and gave it to the country that supports terrorism more than any other in the world. You know that money was used to kill people. You know it was used to kill Americans as well because they killed a lot of Americans until 
we had the guts to get rid of Soleimani, which Biden opposed. Why does he love Iran? What is it? What is he like? I mean, the Ayatollah is not particularly attractive. You know, I mean, maybe he wants to smell his hair. I mean, I have no idea what he wants to do. What in, why do they want to make a deal with Iran? Why do they want Iran to become nuclear? Why do they want to give Iran money so Iran can give it to people who kill Israelis, Christians, Americans? Assume that half the money that goes to Iran is used for terrorism. So all this money we're going to give them as part of this deal, half of it can be used to kill innocent people. Why are we buying oil and gas from Russia? They're using it to kill Ukrainians. What's wrong with this administration? How profoundly ignorant, ideologically constrained, crooked? Do they hate America and want to be communists? What is it? Is it a combination of all that for different people? I mean, none of them has the best interest of the United States at heart. None of these things are in the best interest of any country ever. It's never in the interest of a country to act in the, in, in, in the face of a bully dictator like you're afraid. Leadership 101. I mean, you should be interviewed for president. And if you show fear, you should be thrown out of the debate room. Like if you handshake, gone. You know, go do something else like. I guess Joe could take care of basements. I think that's what his IQ is qualified for. Well, we'll be back and we'll be talking about a bunch of other subjects, including the crime crisis in the U.S. And then there'll be the mayor's final words. And you come back very shortly. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you. You know, it occurred to me when I was talking about and listening to Neil Ferguson I sort of got first involved and interested in politics as a very young boy admiring uh, John F. Kennedy. And then my real hero was my boss, Ronald Reagan. Of course, you know, I changed a a great deal in terms of my political philosophy during my early years. But in any event, could you imagine either one of them acting like Biden? Could you imagine either one of them acting like Blinken? I mean, can you imagine Kennedy saying to Khrushchev, "Don't worry, Nikita. I'm not, I, 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 I won't use. I won't use my military." I, I, I. Could you imagine Ronald Reagan doing that? What's happened? One's a Democrat, the other's a Republican. It's it's almost fundamental that a strong leader, Republican or Democrat, doesn't telegraph your fears. Yeah, you go out and box every day. Please don't hit me with your left hand. I mean, what is wrong? And why do the, do the American people see this? Well, I think they do. This is going to surprise you. It uh, surprised me when I saw it. It's a, a David Marcus's column today in the New York Post. And he's got a, a poll from Reuters Ipsos that shows that 74% of the American people, with majorities in uh, Republican, Democrat, and Independent, want NATO to impose a no-fly zone in Ukraine. And then, of course, you know, the elite, as, as uh, uh, David goes on to say, the elite will dismiss this saying, well, they don't understand like we do. I mean, they didn't go to Harvard, and they don't sit in ivory towers, you know, like the New York Times editorial board. 
and get a chance to opine on life, they don't realize the risk of nuclear. Only we realize that because they are, well, you know what they are, smelly deplorables. Well, uh, like, uh, that's a little ridiculous. There's no one that doesn't realize that there's a danger of nuclear war with Russia unless he's, you know, as dumb as Biden. And most of them are all smarter than Biden, for sure. Every deplorable is smarter than Biden. I know Biden. In public, I've never met a dumber man in public life. I, I'm, I'm telling you. These people know there's a risk of nuclear war. They're told it every day by their president. They see him cower. They see Blinken almost cry. They see handshake. And they're 74% in favor of imposing a no-fly zone because they, they're willing to stand up and not be pushed around. And they realize that if you want to contain a bully, you got to stand up and you got to take a risk. Otherwise, he's going to push you all around the world and America's days as the beacon of freedom if they're not over already because of Biden I'm going to be over, gone. We're the beacon of nothing but uh, fear. The fear of nuclear war has not uh, uh, put us in a position of mutually assured destruction. It's put in a position of complete lack of leverage, and you can have anything you want. And, you know, we'll go only uh, so far as we don't offend you, which means you run the world. Uh, this, we, we can't sustain this. We can't sustain this. Now, the same people, by the way, very, I mean, this is a very, very, uh, um, really indicates that the American people are, at least with regard to this particular administration, much brighter than this administration. This should be run almost as a direct democracy at this point. We do a lot better than with the socialists and communists and idiots and silly liberals that are running it. They are against boots on the ground. They, they don't want to see American soldiers there. They, they, they realize that could become the long, protracted war that uh, we want to avoid. You know, the one that we had in, in, um, in Afghanistan or uh, in some ways in Iraq, although that was shorter. So they make a distinction. They know where to take the risk. They're also making a calculation, watching Putin and watching Lavrov, that they're being played like a violin. Uh, the, uh, the man in the in the White House doesn't have the common sense to realize you gotta you gotta strike you, you can't let people push you around or they'll continue to push you around. Bullies will push you around until you fall off the end of the earth. Well, I'm fine. You can push Biden around, but he now represents my country, your country, the greatest country on all of all of all ever, the home of the free and the brave, the brave. I don't know. We don't have nuclear war. No, but why isn't Putin afraid of nuclear war? Putin doesn't want to die. He's the richest man in the world. I'm telling you, Putin doesn't want to die. I don't know him that well, but I've remember when Bush said he looked in his eyes and he saw his soul. I looked in his eyes and I saw a stone cold killer who wants to outlive you and me. He doesn't want bombs. Dropping all over Russia. Look, I mean, if he does it, and he, uh, th th there's no Russia left. There'll be a lot more of America left. 
And we still have nuclear defense. And we probably understated because we don't want to give Reagan any credit. I gave him credit. I, I went, I don't know if I've told you this story before, but after the war in Israel where the Iron Dome saved all but maybe one or two lives, I asked uh, Bibi Netanyahu to write a letter to Mrs. Reagan thanking Ronald Reagan for saving those lives because there'd be no Iron Dome if Ronald Reagan had l- listened to the nitwits like the people in the White House today. B- Biden opposed uh, nuclear defense. He was too stupid to understand it. He was too stupid to understand that a missile can be knocked down by another missile that's just a little faster and a little smarter. Since smarter means nothing to him, he couldn't figure it out. The rest of the Democrats couldn't figure it out because they're either ideologically uh, moronic or they're on the other side. We'll be back after a short break. This is Rudy Giuliani. Back with you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Mayor Adams has now finally going to put out his uh, answer to having an anti-crime unit. I don't know what he called. He doesn't want to use that name. I mean, they just removed more guns from the city than any unit in the history of the city or any other city. They just reduced crime more than any other unit in the history of the city or any other city. But we don't want to call him that, so we we won't call him that. Uh, and they get, they were going to be plain clothes, but now they're going to have policemen written on it, which negates the whole purpose of plain clothes and really renders the whole promise of such a unit a lie. The usual typical politician sleazy promise one thing and do another. And what the hell did he wait so long for? You know, he's <laughs> we've got a 60 percent increase in crime under him. Sixty percent under the law and order mayor. I wouldn't know what a 60 percent increase in crime is. I reduced it. Sixty five percent. This is pathetic. And the press just sits there like this is real. And that's absolutely nuts. And then he wants to he wants to farm Rikers Island out into the neighborhoods. That's a brilliant idea. Oh, that's really brilliant. Let me do that. Let's put the, maybe some of the people take the murderers and rapists in, you know, like uh, house guests. What are you, they're going to really welcome all these people. You see, the reason you put them in Rikers Island is to separate them from the community who they kill and rape and rob and pillage. They're supposed to be isolated on an island somewhere. Because they are dangerous. That's why we are having record increases in crime because we have unrealistic suck-up politicians running the city and state. Hochul isn't worth a penny. She's increased bail. We've got more criminals on the street with her than Cuomo. We've got more crime than de Blasio under Adams. I told you you shouldn't vote for a Democrat. You want to be like Chicago? 50 years of Democrat rule? I don't know. This this week they were at 12, the first day of the weekend. Every weekend it's murder, murder, murder. Shooting, shooting, shooting. 70, 80% young black boys, young black men, sometimes women, sometimes children. Young boys, young women. Little infants, 
Grown men, women, 70, 80% black, about 8% white that get killed. Well, that's New York. I don't know what it is in Chicago. But it has to be somewhere around there if you're at 70 or 80%. Well, tomorrow, if you want to see me, maybe you don't want to see me, I'm going to be on my favorite island, Staten Island. I'm going to be at uh, W's Bar and Grill in Staten Island, 7001 Amboy Road. I'm going to be there to help collect signatures for my son, Andrew, who is running for governor and promising to reverse the bail bill right away, to rehire the people who have been fired because they didn't want to be vaccinated and uh, get them back on and to uh, make it a mission, obsessive mission to reduce crime and to start doing it on day one rather than day 70 after lots of people have been beaten up, killed, and otherwise had the hell kicked out of them that Adams just sat by and watched as he went to parties. So you, these are jobs where you're ready on day one or you're not ready. You don't get it. If you, it this, is, this is the lack of priority that Biden has. You know, it takes five, six days to react to Afghanistan. He, he, he makes mistakes and he does the same thing all over again. He never changes anybody. He never fires anybody. He has the worst debacle in American foreign policy, Afghanistan. He keeps all the idiot generals that were with him. And now he's doing worse in Ukraine. And he invited this war. He invited it. If you don't understand he invited this, you understand nothing about power politics. Look, once again, under Bush, Putin took a big chunk of territory. Under Obama, he took even more territory. Under Biden, he's trying to take the whole damn place. Under Trump, zilch, nothing. Get it? You got to be a Reagan or a Kennedy. You got to stand there and say, nuclear war? I don't want nuclear war, but God forbid it happens. We survive and you're gone. You get it? You don't think, you don't think we're much more capable than you are? You, you can't even get an army. You got, you got two weeks, you can't get a damn army into Kiev. It takes uh, an hour or two to, to drive from Belarus to Kiev. An hour or two. And you got 40, you got 40 miles of, this is the army we got to face. I'm thinking, we're, I think, I think we're going to use the uh, uh, West Point to go against you for practice. This is what you got to do. You got to be bold if you want to protect people's lives. You want them to die, have your hand. Suppose on September 11, I appeared in front of everyone, my hands were shaking. And I said, well, I, I, we shouldn't do anything about this. We, uh, we shouldn't retaliate of any kind because we might get another, might get another attack, might get another attack. There could be another attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can't, we shouldn't do anything to Bin Laden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't want to capture him, remember? He didn't want to kill him. Didn't want to kill Soleimani, the coward in the White House. Didn't want to kill any of those people. If you want to command other people, if you want to protect other people, you have to be tough. Or do something else for a living. Don't take other people's lives in your hands and get them killed. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Mike. I think Mike, Mike, how are you? Hi, Mr. Mayor. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. I called you once. I told you that the boat smelled. Which vote? Uh, let's, let's. Uh, the, the, the 2020 vote. But let's talk about <laughs> That's the a good. Stuff. I think you're. I think you're a, a lot more intelligent than Mr. Barr. Yes. Sir. 
Hey, uh, why are we giving these arms scot-free? Why can't we make a deal with them? I mean, who, who, the Ukrainians? They were going to pay other people. Yeah, they were paying other people when they were a country. I mean, you know, it's a gamble for us to give them all this tax money, paid military weapons. I mean, they might not win, but if they win, hey, we, we got like an IO, a reasonable IOU. I mean, we give everything away. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, look, uh, I'll tell you, um, since we're... Pay, since we're paying money for oil and gas to Russia, and they're using it to buy guns to kill Ukrainians, maybe it's like conscience money, a conscience uh, exchange. Since we're giving out uh, uh, murder money to Putin, like we gave out to the Ayatollah, so he, so he could use it to fund terrorism that went ahead and killed Israelis, other innocent people, and Americans. Um. Hey, we handed away a billion dollars worth of arms to the terrorists in Afghanistan. Biden did. I mean, I, uh, should we have, should we get paid for this stuff? I mean, in Second World War, should we have been paid for what we did for England, France, Germany, you know, and then Germany and Italy and Japan and straighten them out and all? Probably, probably, probably if we, if we did it that way. But right now in the midst of this crisis, I wouldn't make that change. I'm not opposed to what you're saying, that we should monetize some of this so that people – because people forget real fast what America does. But then again, uh, I I was brought up with the idea that we have a special obligation because of who we are. God blessed us with freedom and democracy and great natural resources and a wonderful land – and we wish that for the rest of the world. We don't want to force it on them. We don't want them to be killed and have it taken away from them. So I guess there are certain things we can do. Hmm? Let's go to Julie, who's all the way across the country in Washington. Hello, Rudy. Hi, Julie. How are you? It's good to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you, as always. I um, What's up? I, I, wanted, I wanted to give you a huge thank you and praise for your spot on spot on analysis of everything. Well, you're always just right on the Well, you're very mark. kind. Do you have a question? And uh, no, I seriously mean it. Okay. And um I, I anyway, accept compliments. <laughs> <laughs> and I, criticism. I mean, you know, you're, such, you're, you're such a shining light. Well, and thank um, you, I Julie. love it. Well, thank you and, and keep um, yeah. you're welcome. I mean um the other, I guess, the other comment Please. that I had was concerning, um, you know, the Bagram Air Force Base being given away, the all the, oh. the terrorists, mm. and 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 um, the the gas, you know, our gas. They they refuse to open up our pipeline. It's also blatantly obvious. Why do you think they, Julie? Just give me a very simply. Just your, your, uh, just your best guess or whatever. What? Why do they do that? What is it? They seem to hate the country. Yes, they they they, they are definitely um, the ones involved uh, should be investigated. They're definitely not on the side of the USA. You done well. Thank of you, America. Yeah, I mean, I I did a, 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 a an alert. It's on Rudy'sCommonSense.com. It just came out about an hour ago, and I did the alert on all the things. Short of putting troops in, I understand we we don't want to put troops in, but 
all the things we could be doing that we are not doing to help Ukraine and the things that we're doing to help Russia. We are helping Russia more than Ukraine, effectively. I mean, we are giving them arms and we are giving them things, but the money we're giving them for oil and gas is actually more helpful than anything we're doing for Ukraine. Meanwhile, we're not cutting off the oil. We're not, uh, getting, the, we're not getting the arms to them on time. We're not uh, even su- coming up with any kind of no-fly zone. Maybe we could use another country to do it. We're not doing anything covert. So, I mean, we're, clearly we're helping Russia. Just by not doing that, we're helping Russia. And then we're giving them a fortune. And the simple fact is two things are more important to Biden than, uh, than containing Putin. One is the green agenda of his party. We can't suspend that for a few weeks. We can't suspend uh, saving the planet from uh, climate change. I mean, it was supposed to be gone in 2010. So you got to look at it with a little bit of uh, maybe it's been exaggerated a bit. Enough so that we can put it off during this crisis and start pumping out oil and gas so we don't have to give money to the to the murderer of Putin and have blood on our hands. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Hey, Susan. Mayor Giuliani, even if you weren't Andrew's um, father, I I would be saying this. I mean, we we need desperately a Republican governor in New York State, and we can start frack baby frack because that would be the <laughs> quickest way You're right. that we can get. For years, I've I've been for that production, and I believe. Um, now, listen, we're going to back whatever Republican I am too. is the nominee. But I want to say I believe strongly that your son, not be, not just because he's your son, although, you know, obviously his upbringing gave him the confidence. And I also believe my theory is a scratch golfer doesn't choke. <laughs> Andrew and doesn't choke. You're right. Will, <laughs> Go ask Donald Trump that. Well, <laughs> he has it. it. Whatever it is. No, 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 no. He has. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, and I know it, I'm a father, so you can take it with a grain of salt. Uh, of course, I love him, and I'd be for him. Although, if, if he wasn't the right person for it, I'd tell him that. I don't want my son doing something he can't do. I'm not an unrealistic father or unrealistic friend. If a friend came to me and, and wanted to do something they couldn't do, I wouldn't want him to fail at it. He has surprised the hell out of me. He's so prepared. And he's surprised that I'm going to tell you he's surprised the hell out of somebody else, too. Uh, we both knew we'd be good, but, we, you know, first time running. But here's what I'd ask you to do. If you have any doubt that this is, well, he's just my son and that's go listen to him. People have gone to listen to him, come away and say, oh, my God. This guy is the right guy. This is a, this is like a young Reagan or Trump or Giuliani or he's, he's the kind of guy that takes no bull. And a nice, I mean, he's got a nicer personality than some of us, but he, he's very, very tough. And when he says, I'm going to hire back everybody that was fired, that's like when I said I was gonna, I'm going to put the firehouses back. I did it the first day. And I said I'm going to reduce crime. I started doing it on day one. I'm, I mean, Adam is still planning it, and we have a 60% reduction. That's what you're going to get out of the other ones because they're typical politicians. Now, you know, I like some of them and I know them and I'd be for them. But they don't have 
the steel determination that Andrew has, and the state needs that right now. The state almost needs a non-politician to straighten it out. The politician's going to go make deals. This state needs to be turned over, shook, and changed in many, many ways, like I did with the city of New York. That's what it needs. And I know that Andrew Giuliani, when he says he's going to do that, is going to, is going to do it or he's going to die trying. That's the way he is. Uh, so how about we go to Stu in Brooklyn real quick because we got only a minute. Stu. Rudy, I have a question to ask why this hasn't been done. The key to uh, Russia is oil. It provides the, the money, right, right. The, the means of supporting the planes, the tanks, the trucks. A couple of the right guys can be hired to go in there and take out all of these. Can we not talk about it? Refineries. Can we not talk about it? 15, 15 miles from Minsk, you got my poor friend. My poor, my poor friend Lindsay got in trouble talking about it. I'm not That's just. What has to be done. Uh, can, can I? Can, would you understand what I'm saying if I tell you? Do we have to talk about it? Yeah, those yeah, things get done. Those things. Those things get done, and we don't talk about it when they get done. Uh, but you want to make the case that killing Hitler would have been humane? Sure. So we'll be back uh, for the mayor's final thoughts, and we'll discuss that. We'll discuss this issue because it's a very, it is a complex one, and worth some discussion. Foundation mayor's final thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, and it is the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. You make your contribution of $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. And take care of our, of our heroes and their families when they're left with uh, very, very difficult conditions to live with, with uh, being able to walk and get around. And T- Tunnel to Towers builds these wonderful homes for them or takes care of mortgages for those who are lost in the line of duty. It's a wonderful organization. So the, I mean, the issue of assassination of world leaders and people who run countries, that's a very, very delicate issue because, I mean, you could end up with people, given the craziness of politics today, you could end up with all kinds of things being driven way out of, uh, way out of, uh, uh, of proportion. And uh, I mean, look at the things said about, um, about Trump and Bush and you know, even Obama and uh, somebody might say, well, it's justifiable that Trump was terrible and awful. And uh, since we don't have any 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 uh, sense of moral relativity any longer, I, I don't not say all of us, but since it's missing in the woke uh, generation and society uh, and they don't understand values, they don't really understand time honored values becomes very dangerous when you open things up to assassination. This is a little bit like the no-fly zone. It's got no right answer. On the other hand, I mean, you, you can't escape the argument that with certain extremely evil dictators and what potentates and tyrants, the world would be a lot better off had they been eliminated before they got to do their... their, their uh, decimation of people. I mean, Hitler is probably the best example, isn't it? I, I, there, there are certain leaders that are so, so charismatic for good or evil that it is in the best interest of their enemy to get rid of them. 
So if you had a charismatic general that, you know, could get 100% more out of, a, out of an army unit, uh, taking them out by the enemy, that's something they got to think about, right? On the other hand, if you have a very evil leader like you do in Putin, I, I mean, I don't, in and, and Putin's case, I think it's even different than Hitler. I mean, Hitler was a charismatic evil leader, at least for a long time. He had the, he, I mean, he, he got elected. He had the backing of his people. Not all his people, by no means. By no means. I mean, I don't know what the percentage in Germany that opposed him was, but it was big. It was a big percentage of people. But there also was a big percentage of people that, that originally supported him and that were very excited by him and that found his speeches and his, uh, his, um, his whole approach extremely charismatic. So here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the proposition. Suppose uh, when he first wrote Mein Kampf, you took it seriously, and uh, and Churchill was in charge then, who understood Hitler from day one, understood the danger from day one, and very quietly, uh, whatever they had back then, MI whatever number, James Bond. <laughs> Suppose they sent James Bond to take, take him out. There's no question that it'd be better for the world. There's no question that there'd be people alive today that aren't. There may have been a Second World War. I don't think so, but there may have been a Second World War. I doubt that there had been a Holocaust. I, I really doubt it. I think it would have been over a lot faster. It would have been fought very differently. Um, and, that, and it may have been avoided. It, really, what the Second World War could have been avoided if a readjustment had been made or if uh, the world had been intelligent enough to treat the people defeated in the Second World War, the way we treated the people in the First World, the way we treated people in the Second World War, which was one of the most brilliant parts of our history. Uh, I'm talking about American history now. The American occupation of Italy and and Japan, in particular, was um, was you know turning enemies into into lifetime forever fr- friends. Uh, the way in which uh, we handled Italy and the way in which we handled, particularly MacArthur handled Japan is um, uh, it always amazed me that we didn't borrow that model for Iraq since we're the country that probably has had the most success in making our former deadly enemies, our friends, including Germany. So um, I don't know. Let's not be too hard on Lindsay. He may be just expressing what everybody else thinks, but just doesn't say. Um, but these things are done surreptitiously. Probably shouldn't be done surreptitiously. Maybe they shouldn't be done at all. Maybe they should. It's a very, very difficult moral question, and I don't have a quick answer to it. But I will explore it tomorrow. And go to rudyscommonsense.com where I go into a little more detail on all of this on the alert and then on the podcast, which will be coming out on Wednesday. But right now there's a good piece there that will go into great, greater detail on this. God bless Ukraine and God bless America.